Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. It's me, your friend, Catherine Ryan. They knew it was going to be this long, didn't they? Three weeks and then we'll make an announcement. Another three weeks and then we'll see. Three more... Bu- It's mid-June, my daughter's turning 11 tomorrow, and this has been going on since fucking March. And look, if this is what we gotta do, this is what we gotta do. Breonna Taylor's murderers have not been arrested, it's been 96 days. And counting, that continues. Trans issues are back on the table. I really thought we had all come to an agreement that trans women are women, but nope, I forgot. I forgot about the TERFs. I forget what it stands for, I'm not gonna cheat and Google it, but it's like third, something radical, feminist. They claim that trans women are invading bathrooms to molest them. I mean, how often is this really happening? Trans women are not a threat. There are a lot of threats out there. It's kind of on the front page of every news. And these types of feminists don't like me either. They have all kinds of issues with feminine women, Uh, anyone who basically subscribes to the patriarchy, as they put it. And you know what? If we could all just work together rather than dividing ourselves into all these little subcategories, we'd have a lot better shot at success. I've decided that. Okay, coronavirus. Let's say that all these Illuminati people are in charge. Let's say Bill Gates does have a master plan to get us all vaccinated so he can make money with his friend Santos or whatever. And and let's say that there is a vaccination team of baddies. And maybe there's also a facial recognition technology gang of baddies. So what I've decided in my own mind is that the facial recognition baddies were about to do something. They were about to launch drones on us or do something that would forever alter our lives and destroy humanity. And they were going to use facial recognition to do that. And so the other team of Illuminati baddies got together and they were like, well, what can we do? This is imminent, this imminent threat. Oh, I know. We will launch a virus and then everyone will have to cover their face. And this will buy us time to figure out how to derail the facial recognition baddies. And who knows? If all this coronavirus thing, yes, there were casualties and it's very sad, but what if it saved humanity? It's sort of like the Avengers. You know how if they're on another playing field, if there is an Illuminati, if it exists, then they're going to have quarrels between them and we won't hear about it. Or maybe I've just been watching too much Westworld. 
I receive a ton of emails all the time, but this week I was inundated with responses to my bruising problem on last week's podcast. I fell down some stairs, it happens, and I've got bruises on my legs that just won't go away for months. I've got dents on my legs. Anytime I even get a scratch or a mosquito bite, just nothing on my legs will ever heal. And people are apparently up in the know on bruises. This first email says, Arnica cream or leeches, medical ones, not from your local swamp. Are we still doing leeches? I'm pretty sure that there's a pandemic afoot and I'm not gonna be able to just waltz into an emergency room and be like, pip pip, young doctor, fetch me the leeches. I don't think it's top priority for them, but I appreciate your enthusiasm. An acupuncturist wrote me this. Hi, Catherine, the bruising can have to do with spleen key deficiency. I don't know how to pronounce key. It's, you know, that word in Scrapple that you pretend like, you know, Q-I when you don't have a U. Key? Chi. It's called chi, isn't it? I'm going to call it chi. The bruising can have to do with the spleen chi deficiency in Chinese medicine. Acupuncture and herbs will fix the problem. Oh, how convenient because you're an acupuncturist, but I mean, I actually believe in it. It's a digestive issue. Avoid cold food, drink, sugar, greasy and spicy foods. Those all weaken the spleen. I don't even know what a spleen is. I couldn't draw it for you if you paid me. I mean, what is, I know it's in there. I, I'm familiar with it. Um, well, I don't eat really greasy foods or a lot of sugar. I like spicy foods, but how are those cold? I thought those were in the like hot realm of foods. Eat warm, easily digestible foods. Soups and stews are great. In the fucking summer. You want me to be inside with my legs up eating stew. It's just not realistic, is it? Chew your food slowly. How dare you? You're right on the money with that one. I definitely eat really fast. Worry depletes the spleen also. Make sure to incorporate daily meditation and yoga to help calm the mind. Hot foot soaks in the evening are amazing too. To warm the yang, increase circulation. The cold being one of the main culprits that weakens the spleen. What is a spleen? I'm going to look it up. Spleen, it's an organ found in virtually all vertebrates. It is like a lymph node, but a big one. It's a blood filter. Oh, it's not very big. I can see a picture of it here, kind of higher than the intestines beside the liver. It's in the upper left abdomen, the immune system and lymphatic system. Yeah, you know what? I've got spleen problems because I have immune problems and lymphatic drainage problems. This is why I feel like I have fat legs. It sort of looks like gizzards that you would get out of a turkey and feed to the cat at Thanksgiving. Red blood cells. It removes old red blood cells and holds a reserve of blood, which can be valuable in case of hemorrhagic shock, and it recycles iron. Well, I'm anemic. Can I just get a spleen transplant? This feels like a lot of work. It synthesizes antibodies in its white pulp and removes antibody-coated bacteria. I need to know more about this spleen. You know what, acupuncture lady, acupuncturist, genius, chi woman, I think you're right on the money, but I don't want to eat stew. That really feels like a compromise I'm not prepared to make. <sighs> How to improve spleen health. Avoid cold foods, foods that are too raw or too cold, excessive quantities of raw vegetables or food straight from the refrigerator. First of all, spleen police, how do you know that I eat straight out of the refrigerator? That's my private business. And secondly, aren't we told all the time, I, I don't buy it. No, I'm sorry. You have to eat raw, 
vegetables. You need that to live. So then what? You're just going to eat like meat and stew and your spleen will be better, but you're going to have a heart attack and your skin's going to be gross because you haven't got any vegetables. What about all the antioxidants from that and the fiber? This doesn't make any goddamn sense. In particular, green salad and raw vegetables with a high water content can facilitate sweating and the accumulation of cellulite. This is me. Wait a minute. I was supposed to have water though. Now we don't have water anymore. Herbal teas can promote good digestion. Fine. Okay. Foods that tone up the spleen are dates, grapes, pears, potatoes, cucumber, carrots, melons, cereals, licorice, honey, cinnamon. (laughs) This is just made up now licorice. In what world is it like, well, don't have romaine lettuce or celery, but do have licorice. Plus I eat everything on this good spleen list. Excessive sugar, which overworks the pancreas is not good for the spleen. Alcohol. Oh, great. Fromage blanc. Why are you calling it fromage blanc? They're trying to say white cheese. Avoid erratic eating patterns. The spleen is sensitive to erratic eating habits and can be weakened by skipping breakfast, copious or late dinners. I feel attacked by this article. This is bullshit. Eat more whole grains and pulses. Well, I can't do that. My entire family have celiac disease. I don't like bread and I don't like grains either. Oat, wheat, barley, rye. No, not interested. Pulses, Maybe quinoa, as if I'm living a life of quinoa. A life of buckwheat and quinoa is not worth living. Chickpeas, well, I can't really have chickpeas because that is high lectin, and I was told that's bad for an autoimmune response. I'll tell you who listens to this podcast. My number one fan is my mother. Any assault on raw vegetables is an assault on my mom, and it's too early to ring her. But you know who I can ring and who will be awake in this country at this hour is my friend Verona Rose. If you don't know Verona, she's a very talented actor, writer, performer, comedian, and she posts a lot about an autoimmune disease. And I happen to know that she's on day 36 of this autoimmune response, something, something diet. So I'm going to drop the bombshell about this spleen. Hello. Hi, Verona. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Well, I'm very bad because I've learned about a spleen. Oh, yeah. What does what's a spleen do? <laughs> well, I was doing my podcast and I had all these bruises on my legs from getting drunk and falling over and they weren't healing. Yeah. And then this acupuncturist told me that I have spleen problems and then she told me I have to eat a bunch of things. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense because this spleen diet goes against what I believe an autoimmune protocol diet is. And I know that you have autoimmune. I have autoimmune. Yes. So can you tell me what what you've been doing? Because I need to get a second opinion on this. Okay. Well, so autoimmune protocol diet for me has been absolutely amazing. It's been a lifesaver. Um, so literally it's, it's cutting back so many things. So it's really restrictive. But you can't, I mean, if you love cake, like I do, there's no cake, okay? So you can't have cake. I know you don't eat meat, um, so you don't eat meat, do you? Not really. I do have chicken now and then when I'm being bad. Okay, so, so you can have, so you can have things like, um, meat, fish, um, leafy vegetables. You can't have any, like, nightshades or peppers, so peppers, tomatoes, that's all out, and 
pepper, um, tomatoes and peppers are something I used to cook with all the time. So, um, yeah, none of that. No beans, no pulses, no legumes, uh, no sugar, no uh, wheat, no gluten. So literally, it's really, really restrictive. But for me, I've, I've had my autoimmune disease for, well, I've known I've had my autoimmune disease for three years. And um, yeah. this is the best I've ever felt doing it. I feel like I'm 27 again. I didn't know that you were older than 27. Oh, I am. I'm 36. I'm 36. Well, there you go. We're the same age. And we are the same autoimmune. Oh, my God. Well, okay, so this spleen thing, she's telling me to eat all the opposite of what you eat. Like, she's saying you can't have leafy vegetables. Have you ever heard a diet that's like, oh, leafy vegetables are bad? I think she's trying to kill you. Like, how can you just live on meat and greens? Like, she's trying to kill you. Well, do you get bruises? Um, I mean, my legs are quite, you know, dark. (laughs) Yeah, but your legs are thin, too. Yeah, do you know what? I don't get them that I can see, but I have to say, sometimes I do, like, you know, before I started doing this diet, I'd wake up and I'd feel like I've had, like... 50 rounds with Mike Tyson, so I would yeah. feel like I've got bruises, but, like, there's none, nothing to see. Catherine, please, like, if you need to try something, you really should just try this, this diet. Yeah, I feel like I pretty much eat that way anyway, apart from the many bottles of wine. You're not allowed wine, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no wine. No wine, no alcohol. Okay. But I'm having bruises for six months that don't go away. And so, and I have really fat legs, whereas you have lovely, long, slim you legs. You do there. not have <laughs> I do. You do not have fat legs. you got a juicy butt, but not fat legs. Fat legs compared to the rest of my body. And apparently this is spleen trouble. So basically, there's just no way out for me. I don't know what the spleen is. I thought the spleen was something that... I don't know, holds something, I don't know, you know, like holds the pain or something, I, don't, I really don't know. <laughs> it does, well, it apparently holds worry, so you're halfway there. Okay. Are you still allowed ketchup? Nope. God. How are you doing that in lockdown? I, you know, I love ketchup, I love mayonnaise, and I don't, do you know what, Catherine, I was in, in um, at the beginning of lockdown, I was in so much pain, and I spent like four days in bed in so much pain, like this no. was one day, I just started crying to my partner, like, I just can't do this, like, I can't be 40 years old and feeling like this, you know, yeah. and literally that was it for me, I was like, look, I have to just try, and now I can cross my legs again, it's amazing. But I'm just going to try and do it forever. But then maybe I might have, like, a massive cake one day. Well, you deserve it. Thank you for letting me just call you out of the balloon in the morning. No worries. Sorry to bother you. i got to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Oh, good luck. And look after the spleen. Thanks, Verona. See you, bye. That was obviously a medical chat today, but Verona Rose is very, very funny. You can follow her on Instagram at the Verona Rose. She's on E4 Pants on Fire. She makes a lot of original content on her Instagram, and she runs a GoFundMe for rounded black female characters in film and TV. Did I ring her today because she's a black woman and I'm trying to suck up to the BLM movement? No, but even if I was, who cares? Maybe you could do a little sucking up to the BLM movement in your own fucking life. Verona and I have always shared that we have an autoimmune disease. Weirdly, lupus, which is the one I know most about because it affects me, it's 90% female sufferers. And of those, a huge proportion are Hispanic, Black, 
on Asian women. I don't know why I'm one of very few lupus Karens. Maybe we just worry about more things, internalize a lot more stress and worry. I don't know. But I would love to know if anyone has like specific autoimmune information related to the prevalence of presentation in women, reach out, telling everybody everything at gmail.com. And on the subject of the protests, what is going on in London? You see these ultra right wing statue protecting men who are fighting with the police and claiming to care about England and statues. Meanwhile, wasn't one of them arrested for pissing on a statue? Do these men just need their sports back? I don't think that every sports fan is a radicalist, but I know every radicalist is a sports fan. Don't they maybe benefit from an outlet of hooliganism? I've been to football games. I know there are lots of wholesome fans and families. Marcus Rashford is a footballer who is the reason hungry children are going to be fed in Britain today. He started this movement. The government has agreed to these food vouchers. Crazy, by the way, that a footballer had to initiate that. I mean, I thought they were just for kicking a ball around and slipping GHB in women's drinks, but I was wrong. I'll take that on the chin. What an amazing man. I know there are good people associated with football, but I see the pubs sometimes when they were open overflowing with these hooligans. You know, they're not allowed to wear certain team colors in this pub and they fight and they do this. I think there is a certain type of man who needs that sporting outlet. And I know it can be very dangerous. Isn't it true that when England win, domestic violence goes up and when they lose, it goes up, but it goes up even more when they win weird statistics related to violence and sport, but we, we need to treat these men like toddlers and run them around, you know, get them tired before bedtime, because look what happens when they haven't got it. They're out in Trafalgar Square, punching a woman, bring back sports. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. An American comedian is being canceled this morning. I woke up to see that many teenagers had started posting about interactions they had had with him of the sexual variety. And I was not surprised. Nothing has ever surprised me less. I have to hand it to British comedians. I don't see them glorifying sex with teenagers in the same way that I've seen American comedians, hashtag not all American comedians do so. 
I have never, though, seen a group of women in their early 40s be proud and laughing about dating teenage girls. And Brian Moses, he is one of the creators of Roast Battle. You will know him from the Comedy Central UK version as well as the American one. His reaction this morning was, well, yeah, don't cancel this comedian when you haven't met him. Let the survivors of this abuse have their say. But you don't need to do this pile on every single time because he's not the first. He's not the last. A lot of them are doing it. Jerry Seinfeld was openly dating a 17-year-old when he was very, very famous. And that's something that I think most people know and just accept. Jerry Seinfeld was dating Shoshana in the 90s when Seinfeld was on network television. He was very, very rich and famous. And it's not like he met her in a club and she pretended to be 26. He picked her up from high school for dates. He knew how old this girl was. And this is just accepted. Now, do I think we should cancel Jerry Seinfeld? I tend to sort of agree with some of Brian Moses' point hate the game, not the player. It's This problem runs so deep. If we canceled every man who's ever fancied a teenager, we really would have very little art left, not no art left. I know some men, I mean, Jimmy Carr, my mentor, he has been with his partner who's his age for the last 20 years. God bless him. But I'm never surprised when things about Prince Andrew or Epstein or all this business comes out because on some level, even if it's a consensual, not illegal in that state level, so many rich and powerful men are participating in this. And even if they're not participating in it, all you have to do is turn on the TV or pop culture and you see teenage girls are the thing that is most highly sexualized. Models look like teenage girls. Everybody's like little and skinny. I've said this, but I've said this till I'm blue in the face. You will never see a group of women my age dating a bunch of 18-year-old boys. Never. You will never see us bringing these like chuckle fuckers into the comedy club, passing them around, having nude photos of them that we laugh about amongst each other. No. But this is just generally accepted behavior with some, not all, famous men. And I, for one, have fucking had it. Yeah, what do you mean you're shocked? We relentlessly tell you that this is going on. It's the same story with racism. There are all these white people now who are like, what? I'm listening and learning. I had no idea. You had no idea because you chose to block it out. Bobby and I have been watching a lot of 90 Day Fiance. It's on TLC. It is my favorite franchise. They have so many spinoffs before the 90 Days, 90 Days Happily Ever After, and 90 Day Fiance. I know I've spoken about it before on this podcast, but I'm into my favorite season now, and that is season four, 90 Day Fiance, before the 90 Days. This is when couples are just starting to get to know each other from abroad and they haven't yet applied for the K-1 visa to become a spouse. There's a certain gentleman, I mean, I lose, no. There's a certain trash monster who has gone viral this year. His name's Big Ed. Even my daughter knew who he was from TikTok. There are memes of him going, I love the view. You're the best view. You must have seen this guy. He's four foot 11 and he was born with a spinal 
something that means he doesn't really have a neck. Big Ed is 54 years old. And of course, he's speaking to a 20, I think, three-year-old woman from the Philippines who's a single mother. Over and over, these men are obsessed with the girls wanting their money. And I have no sympathy for them. If you want to be in an equal relationship, find a woman who has your level of income, living in a similar structured country to you, who is a similar age to you. Big Ed goes over to meet Rosemary. Now she really looks like a child. It's quite disturbing. I see them hand in hand going into hotels and things. And I'm thinking, all right, I know she's 23. But if I were the bellhop at that hotel, I would have a secret call the police button. I mean, she definitely, because she's malnourished, has the face and body of a 15 year old. And he always asks her, oh, do you really love me? Am I handsome to you? Are you just in this for the money? And she's like, well, no, yes, I want a better life for me and my son. That's a given, but I actually like you for reasons unknown to me. Rosemary sleeps with this man. I had to take to my bed once I knew that they had consummated their relationship because it made me so sick. She is willing to go to this type of length for a relationship with a man who can keep her safe. And he's an asshole, by the way. He asks her to take an STD test because he thinks she's dirty. He gives her mouthwash and a toothbrush because he tells her her breath smells. Meanwhile, she has a stomach ulcer from being so malnourished all her life. Then he goes to stay at her family home, which is like in the back of a store. It's three concrete walls and no windows. They have to sleep on a little mat on the ground in the rain. And he's like, instead of saying, wow, this woman is raising a small child in dire circumstances. I am now even more committed to getting her out of this situation. Who can blame her even if she was trying to take my money? Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sponsor this woman who has spent time and energy with me and benevolently opened her vagina to my disgusting cock. And I'm going to make sure she has a better life with no obligation of a romantic relationship. Instead of doing that, he's like, uh -huh, you don't have any windows and I'm too fat and I'm too hot. And now I'm even more sure that you're just trying to scam me because I've seen the type of squalor you live in. So, you know, I don't trust you. What kind of people are these? You couldn't handle an American woman because you don't want to be with an equal. So you found someone younger and more vulnerable than you and then blamed her for all the things that you actually find attractive about her. Finally, he reveals, oh, you know how 10 months ago I agreed that in our relationship we would get married and I would give you children. And she's like, yes, because that's my dream is to have more children. He's like, yeah, well, actually I scheduled a vasectomy and I don't want any more children. And she's like, then why am I wasting my time with you? I'll tell you why, Rosemary. He didn't tell you that because he wanted to come to the Philippines, bang you, waste your fucking time, and he doesn't consider you a person. And luckily, I was screaming in the living room. She called Big Ed out on all his shit. Spoiler alert, I should have said that at the beginning. She's like, you think I'm dirty? You accuse me of this and that? You don't respect me? You don't love me? And now you've wasted my time? 
I yield my time, she says, and she ends her relationship with him because she would rather sleep on the floor than be with this kind of trash-ass man. I've just got some time for the emails now. This one's from Sinead. Love your podcast. I too get bitten by many bugs. Maybe it's our Irish blood. Maybe. Anyway, I make a natural spray, which I found to be the best bug repellent to make a 50 milliliter bottle. One part organic cider vinegar, three parts cold nettle tea, four drops lavender oil, six drops citronella oil, four drops peppermint oil, two drops wild rosemary oil. Put in a spray bottle and shake. Sinead, do you understand that you could be using this time to cook meth? Sounds like a lot of work, Sinead. Can I just use peppermint oil? I just got this cedar something oil from like Scandinavia. Just any oil, just everyone lube yourself up and go out in the garden. You'd be good all summer. Ooh, last week I also mentioned that I need to control myself, but I don't like controlling other people. And I got a reply from a therapist. In my experience, people who feel the need to control their own behavior often fear instability or control being taken away from them and want to protect themselves from this. This usually stems from traumatic or just tumultuous experiences of uncertainty in our lives due to external factors beyond our control, which shape how we see the world. Periods of change or emotional upheaval can make us feel out of control, so we look for things to provide us with stability and focus. Food, work, and relationships are common ones. You aren't looking for power over others, just over your own own life. Thank you, Holly. I think I'm allowed to say your name because you didn't disclose any personal information about yourself. If not, then your name is Molly. But yeah, I mean, I have had situations where I felt out of control. It's usually when I trusted other people, like a partner, to make good choices for us. And then I sort of took back control. How long ago? I don't know, eight years ago. And when I make the decisions, everything seems to go pretty well. So maybe that's it. And then maybe lockdown and the miscarriage made me feel a lack of control again. And so I started trying to control things again. Hmm, that's cool. So what do you do about that? Just keep controlling yourself, I guess. Or just wait for things to die down. I think the important point is I never try to control anyone else. But I think I have an actual deficit of wanting to control everyone else. That makes me a bad mother. Like I should be controlling my child a bit. A bit right? I mean, she went to bed at 11 p.m. last night and she had school this morning at nine. Why? Because we're best friends. Make of that what you will, Holly. Thanks for your advice. Oh, here's another one about control. So we have a therapist face off now. I haven't read it. Who knows if they're going to say the same thing. This is great. I've been thinking about your need to control yourself. Just some thoughts. Firstly, life's pretty difficult right now. There's a pandemic going on. Lockdown is tough and BLM. No need to say more, but we have to give ourselves a bit of a break because we're doing our best. That said, it immediately struck me that the need to control yourself was perhaps a defense against difficult feelings. You've had therapy. I won't explain defenses unless you want me to. The less we have going on with our work projects, usually a distraction, means that our defenses usually in operation have a lesser role. Therefore, some of our other defenses step up like I'll handle this and become more present. You may want to reflect on other defenses you have and whether they have been heightened. All just a hypothesis, but you could start to think about what difficult feelings might be driving this need and try to process them in your usual ways to reduce the amount of control you need over yourself. Hmm. Thanks, Katie. A lot of really smart women listen to my podcast. This one's from Heather. She says, Catherine, last week's podcast, you were talking about the prevalence of taking a man's name. 
so I'm 30. I've recently found out my dad's been cheating on my mom for their 31 years of marriage. She had no clue. He's since behaved very selfishly, and my brother, who's 29, has decided to take his wife's name when he gets married. My brother is absolutely one of the good ones, although he's kind of doing it out of spite. Good for him. You love to hear it. Do you know what? That's probably the best thing to do is just choose the parent that you admire the most and take their surname or go a step further than that and choose the extended family surname that you like. So my mother's surname is McCarthy. Now you know the secret question to hack any of my accounts. Why is it always, oh, what's your mother's maiden name? Because that you can find that out about anybody, but I digress. I liked the name McCarthy, but now looking back, if my name for like television was Catherine McCarthy, I don't think it's as good as Catherine Ryan. Catherine Ryan is just solid, you know, first name, first name. And to be very honest, I don't think I enjoy the rest of the McCarthys that much. My mother's mother, she married a McCarthy. So her surname was McCarthy, but it was originally Knight. Catherine Knight. You see, you can't follow the women because those aren't their names. So Finbar Ryan it is. I'm going to close today out with one more phone call. And you know what? I feel a lot like my grandma because she was a real estate agent. This is what she used to do is sit in her office, making phone calls and feeding her small dogs, small treats. And those are my exact interests. I'm going to call my sister's friend, Kaylee. Now, Kaylee started as Joanne's friend when we were young, but then she became Carrie's friend. That happens with most people, to tell you the truth. They start as either my friend or Joanne's friend. And over time, they say, oh, Carrie's the most fun. I'm going to link up with her. Hello. Hi, Kaylee. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm well. I'm calling you like an old-fashioned person. (laughs) So last week uh, and many weeks, I was talking about the patriarchy. It's one of my favorite slash least favorite subjects. And I was talking about uh, why we take our husband's names. And no offense, but your last name is Woodcock. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. Um, Yeah, no offense indeed. Tell me about it. Uh, Well, actually, being a teacher, it's been one of the most hilarious things because some kids (laughs) understand that it's a little bit dirty. So if they approach me, those will to see me, like, oh, hi, hi, Miss, hi, Miss, and they'll kind of whisper my last name, or <laughs> um, they just won't say it at all, at, at all, and it's been pretty hilarious, and they're actually, like, an ugly <laughs> game bird that's really annoying, oh, so no. I'm really connected with that, and I don't think I'll ever take my husband's last name if I ever <laughs> get married. You like Woodcock, his last name? I do like it. I think it's very distinct. I would like it. I think you can pull it off. I could certainly pull it off. But what was your mother's maiden name? And, like, how did she feel about changing it to Woodcock? Her maiden name is Lapierre. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So your mom was just, like, no questions asked. Your mom's the kind of woman who is, like, Woodcock me up. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. And so when you get married, if you get married, because we don't have to do that, you're keeping Woodcock. I probably will. I mean, unless unless my potential husband has a very, like, a much cooler last name. That's just me. I'm Kaylee Woodcock. What would I do? And we all love Kaylee Woodcock. Do you think that the man 
or woman that you'll choose will <laughs> <laughs> there's still time Keely I do not give up hope we might be lesbians you're right um you're do you think he'll change his surname to Woodcock I would respect that so much because like it is such a good last name Keely Woodcock well I'm sorry in advance if you get some like weird feet Instagram followers from this Oh, that's okay. I was actually wondering if this was going to be about Britney's bangs, but I guess we can just talk about that another time. Oh, Britney's bangs. <laughs> I did see the bangs. Do you know, yeah, that is what I should be emergency that's calling before. you about. I like the bangs. I don't like the okay. angle that she's photographing the bangs at. She's, it's always, she's looking up like a hostage. It makes her look more infantile, you know what I mean? Like, she's like, oh, I'm so little. <laughs> Well, you've hit the previous theme of this podcast on the head, as always, Kaylee. We were just talking about that. I should have called you 10 minutes ago. Well, thank you so much. I really hope I didn't offend you because you know I love your name. Oh, my gosh. Not at all. I love your whole family. We love you and the Lapeers. Have a good day, Bye. You too. This girl, this woman, rather, is one of the smartest, most enthusiastic, dedicated, talented people in the whole wide world. And a lot of Canadian children are blessed to have her as a teacher. And she can sing. She sang at my sister's wedding. She's like a dynamo. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends about the podcast. Thank you for your emails and your very thoughtful attention. Um, another email that I didn't get to read told me that I shouldn't say third world countries. And I don't even know that I said that. I thought I would have said developing countries. So I do apologize. You're absolutely right. And I'm sorry if I don't get back to your email. I do try to get back to all of them, but I'm just so popular. Please stay safe and I'll see you next week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.